Welcome, everyone, to the Adventures Podcast, where we talk Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and more. I'm your host, Peyton, and with me is my co-host, Torrin. Yo. We have a great show for everyone this week. We're going to be talking about the worst letterboxed reviews. It's going to be super fun. Some stupid ones and some funny ones. It's going to be it's going to be a good time. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the news of the week, of course. Uh, there's going to be time codes in the description or the show notes if you want to jump around. And with that, let's get right into the news. So, not a ton of news. It's just DC news this week. Uh, Greg Frazier will return as cinematographer for The Batman Part 2. W huge w he better not get snubbed again at the oscars i swear to god yeah he better not either that shit's crazy shit's wild bro that movie's so gorgeous yeah they 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 were cooking for so long years and years on end they got snubbed like i like i doubt he would have won because i think what was he up against oh well no or wait was he up against doing that year uh no what, wait what? what for cinematography Oscars? uh for the Oscars twenty twenty two twenty twenty two right I think so I'm um, I'm not sure I just know that everything everywhere all at once oh no like, it was Dune everything. oh it was Dune yeah it was Dune so like it makes sense because Dune cinematography is crazy but like yeah he does they he deserved at least a nomination for sure it is what it is though. Alexander and Bill Skarsgård are on the short list to play Lex Luthor in Superman Legacy. Hell yeah. I don't know how I feel about this one. Actually, Alexander Skarsgård I can see, but Bill Skarsgård? I don't know. Yeah, if you want to see, like, fucking... I still see Remnants of Pennywise. Every time you see him? Yeah. <laughs> You're watching John Wick 4 and you just imagine no, no, him. No, 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 that's exactly, <laughs> like, like, how it is. Cause, and also like how he does like the smile, it it kind of like reminds me of like uh, uh, Jim Carrey. So, so yeah. Every time I just I, I think of Bill Skarsgård, I just think of like his like buck teeth as you know Pennywise. Yeah. So just imagine that, but bald. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't see it. But Alexander Skarsgård is good, and I still think Nicholas Holt would be a fantastic Lex Luthor. Um, For sure. But is what it is, I guess. Uh, I guess that's always still possible. Uh, but last piece of news, we it's here. <laughs> Finally, David Cornsweet and Rachel Brosnahan have been cast as Clark Kent and Lois Lane in James Gunn's Superman Legacy. We won. We, we won. fucking won. David Cornsweet was easily the best choice. And we got him. Rachel Brosnahan, the only one I would have, uh, other one I would have wanted was Emma Mackey. But Rachel Brosnahan is also just fantastic. And I'm, I'm in. Brilliant casting, man. We, yeah, we won. People call and call him Discount Henry Cavill all they want. Stay mad. <laughs> right. I actually saw some people on Twitter uh, compare him more to like Tom Welling. And I can kind of see both. Yeah, I do see. I have seen though the Tom Welling comparison. And guess what? But, They're both great. So yeah, yeah. David Cornsweet and and even though he's he's not unknown, but he's not huge, which is uh which is good in my opinion. And the stuff that I have seen, I'm 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 sold, man. <laughs> I'm sold, and I trust James Gunn to do justice to Lois Lane. My only thing is, again, talked about it before. 
they have big shoes to fill when it comes to Lois Lane. Now that uh, Elizabeth Tolick is Lois Lane right now, and yeah. she's just the best. <laughs> and what they're doing with her in season three is just brilliant. I'm going to talk about Superman and Lois later, but yeah, I, I mean, I again, I trust James Gunn. Rachel Brosnahan is a phenomenal actress, so I can see them doing it. I can see them pulling it off. Elizabeth Tolick is perfect in my opinion, but you know, obviously there can be two, two legends can coexist. So we're here. Um, but yeah, that is the news of the week. Quick this pretty, week. Pretty, pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's time to move on to our topic, which is of course, uh, the worst letterboxed reviews. This is going to be, <laughs> this is, this is going to be fun. Okay. <laughs> why don't you, uh, why don't you start? I have uh, this one from, uh, I don't know, actually, I'm not going to say the person's name. Yeah, I wasn't planning on it. Um, actually, and, I'm going to say the person's name for one of the reviews, and there's a reason for that. That'll become clear. Like, 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 like if it doesn't have, like, an actual name, then I'm just gonna, I'm going to say it. But for now, I'm not going to really do that. So, for this one, it is um, for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This person said, I thought Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was okay. But the sequel was way too goofy. Very much for Spider-Man super fans. I wasn't even interested in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, but at least they made me good. They made him good enough to watch. This was tiresome and boring, but they tried to be cute. People ooh, yeah, the people ooed when real people appeared on screen. There were some good cameos, but they even seemed a little bit a bit bored. Maybe it was just me. But if the sequel comes out tomorrow, because even after two hours and twenty minutes this is to be continued it simply just wouldn't interest me because the flash bombed and some news outlets are saying the superhero movies is over while you and i know that it bombed mainly due to the problematic star i don't I really don't care if they scale back on superhero movies and only make them if you know that um yeah if you know they are good that would be a silver lining in all of this um yeah i th- th- this is this is horrible um unfortunately this person wasn't a I mean, this person's a pro so they pay for letterbox <laughs> they pay for letterbox and they hate it across the spider-verse uh what they say about into the spider-verse they said that, 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 that it was okay see i even though i do think into the spider-verse is a masterpiece um i think th- i don't remember i've talked about it on this podcast before but there are a couple issues with that film that i do have but like calling it okay like i kind of get it if as long as you like i could see like if seeing the plot is just kind of okay now if you're like the animation was whack then i have an issue <laughs> yeah yeah like at least like that that gives it a pass and i did see another review which is valid cons- uh because of like the complaint that uh Peyton and i had with the movie which is like one of the the plot lines of the fact that you know the person didn't like the movie because of how Uncle Ben dying or like just a captain dying being like a canon event, uh, kind of like um, it, it just it drives the Spider-Man story kind of like in a weird direction for them because it's like like you know like what's the point like does like someone need to die for that to happen and i I guess like what they're saying uh, i can understand that but this one this review that i just wrote was just far worse well they also Um, said it was what it was like too goofy 
but like this person this person said it was too goofy yeah, yeah. But, but like like it is goofy because it's spider-man but also it's in, it's incredibly emotional yeah the, 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 literally the start of the movie is tragic man exactly like, like i don't uh, know like 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 literally the entire like or like the premise between you know Miles and 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 even Gwen is like you know change your destiny and not conform to like you know the the rules of like the Spider Verse and with like you know yeah like like you said with Gwen it was tragic like you know. Her her version of Peter died, in which we you know, in which we see, and then her own dad blames her, forcing her to to leave to go join the Spider Society. Yeah, shit's wild. How many stars did they give it? This person gave it a one and a half. Okay, there were so many. What I was trying, was looking through reviews. There were so many people that were like, "I don't like this," and "I don't like this," but like this was cool and this was cool. Half star. Like <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> so, like, but you like some aspects. I, okay, I, I generally think that this person is a red flag, like like literally a walking red flag. If you don't enjoy across Spider Verse or even into the Spider Verse, like you know that that's already bad. What makes it even worse is that is this person is paying for Letterbox. So you have you have such. <laughs> A vendetta against people who pay for Letterboxd because they have shit takes, bro. Like they're they're so bad. The only person I can give a pass to because he's my homie is my friend Josh, and he's a patron. But he doesn't spit out these garbage takes like some of these other people. A lot of them, yeah. Usually, the ones that you do see that are pros or patrons that aren't like content creators uh, sound pretty pretentious. And, and and like it was funny that like yeah when, when you're a patron or a pro your um like yeah your reviews get pushed up to the top so so now like now I, now like letterbox is forcing me to look at people who pay for this shit and have shit takes like goddamn like you're wasting money on an app and you have a horrible brain pick a struggle <laughs> okay <laughs> I have one and it's it's very it's really long so bear with me but like talking about walking red flags <laughs> um this review half a star okay half a star <clears throat> throughout the movie I found myself identifying more with the vampire spider-man Miguel than I did with the main spider-man Miles Morales the vampire spider-man while portrayed as a as a as a villain seemed the most realistic to the ideals a person would have for example imagine building up a great organization inventing a groundbreaking time transcending technology assembling a massive network of like-minded individuals and crafting a strong morale philosophy occurred over the span of your life to lead it all only for a snot-nosed teenager to come out of nowhere and mess it all up miguel had complete justification in defending his spider group and locking miles up the movie should have ended there, or at the very least, wrote through how uh, that experience would have affected Miles. Would he still be inspired to commit acts of justice, or would being forced to live through a canon event against his will lead Miles to acts of revenge against the people uh, against the other Spider Men? How could how could he have come back from that? Why would he need to? Could he be bad and justified? 
What about being vengeful only towards the other Spider-Men, starting a parallel group to commit acts of prejudice and extermination solely against Spider-Men? This arc would create a situation where Miles would have would have more reason to want to reform himself for the better after com- after having committed actions so out of the character for Spider-Man. The twist could be that Miles can an event all along wasn't being forced to see all, see his dad dying, but him learning that after destroying all the other Spider-Men, he still feels angry and vengeful. It was all for nothing. How could he redeem himself? Is it okay that he can't? I found the writing to be lazy and how easy they made it for Miles Morales to uproot the spider group and escape. Every Spider-Man versus one, and the one wins? The justification given for this is Miles is not supposed to be a Spider-Man, therefore special. But why would that mean he's more talented than every other Spider-Man all at once? The answer is lazy writing. The target audience for this film is children, teenagers, and their parents. The reason is because the theme of parenting and being a self-centered teenager are the most prevalent throughout throughout the movie. The theme of parenting is seen in the characters of Captain Stacy, the Morales family, and the Peter Parker with a daughter. These characters were most definitely written for adults, bringing their children in the audience to relate to and to chuckle at similarities of raising a kid. Oh, parenting is hard. Ha ha. The ar- this archetype is tired and unimaginative. Write something better with commentary on something important that another superhero movie hasn't already touched. The problem with teenage melodramas is that no one can have problems without them being presented as the end of the world or completely life-changing and over the top. The self-centered protagonist was frustrating, but it's how every kid thinks. Should we make movies to further encourage this thinking? I think not. It'd be better to show how a spider group, a democracy of Spider-Men, know better than a teenager. It would have been more interesting to see Miles get knocked on his ass, as that would have been a better message than, you don't have to pay your dues, just do whatever you want because you're special. For example, Miles' motivation to go back home was was because he didn't want to go through grief, what literally every other Spider-Man went through. For a target audience of young kids, what sort of message is it to say you never have to grieve if you have enough self-centered ego? Unfortunately for their parents, this movie succeeded at maintaining the status of the usual drudge that has been pushed out of Hollywood for their kids. Imagine a society where we expose kids to important concepts and interesting films that are not the equivalent of going to a rundown Six Flags. I don't mean pretentious art house films, but films that are for kids with high quality of commentary on life, real life. I saw this movie because of how many people I saw raving about it. I thought to myself, maybe a superhero movie wouldn't be uninspired and would be fulfilling. I was off. Way off. While the writing was not affected by the writer's strike, I can only imagine how much worse it would have been if it had been. The story was all too predictable and boring. There were several instances where the writing wrote itself into a corner and found the solution to be meta-commentary. An example is how character introductions would get cut off before they got going because, quote, we've seen this story already. But the problem is that that commenting about how your story trope is boring is not better than writing something new. At the end of the day, you're still pushing the same boring story. In terms of strengths, the movie's crutch was animation. These montages are captivating enough to keep your attention, but the whole movie feels like a test of just about being bored enough to look away and then another flashy thing happens. At the end of the day, this attempt at filmmaking is hollow and just barely more entertaining than a firework in the night sky. Bright and shiny, but you get over it quick. Also, the first red flag was Pascal Pictures. That's Uh... it. (laughs) See, mm, it's very interesting because I, of course, you know, you understand what he's talking about, right? You know, I, I definitely get where he's coming from. But unfortunately, I, I, I just feel like this person just wants, like, he just loves the idea of, like, an evil Spider Man. 
Like he, like he, he is. This guy is is uh, suffering from chronic illness of the injustice Superman treatment. Yeah, the idea of like Miles like killing all the other Spider Man and it doesn't make him uh, happy or whatever. It's like it's one of those things where it's like, damn, I'm glad fans aren't the writers. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, dude, like, 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 okay, like, yeah, like, you know, it, like, yeah, it would have been like it's something that's like cool to like hear, but it, it's like, wow, like you want an you want evil Spider-Man killing people? That's just that, that's so fucking weird. That's like, I, I don't know. And then it's, it's also like funny. It's like. I, I like how he talk, he brings up like oh how how is Miles able to escape like you know like a whole army full of like spider people and all that stuff like you know what makes him so special and I'm like well because that's the that's the problem matter my problem that's the thing about you know Miles Morales is that he is a special person and that with him being an anomaly it kind of it kind of adds to that um you know to to his character. Someone someone explained it because you know, that exact same talking point is like uh, something that there is being discussed right now on social media. But but yeah, like overall, like wait, hey, does this person pay for Letterbox? Uh, no. See, okay, well, um, he's slowly losing his sanity by writing that <laughs> god awful review. Uh, it will, and they bring up the parenting bit too. Uh, how it's supposed to be like be there for like the parents that are uh, bringing their kid to the movie or whatever and they bring up Captain Stacy the Morales family and Peter B but like those are three very different examples it's not just oh parenting is hard like sure on the surface that's what it is but like Gwen is like like people have have uh, talked about it's 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 a it's a trans or a or a coming out allegory you know what I mean so there's, yeah. there's that as, as with Miles, it's just your kid growing up, growing, you know, away from the parent and being their own person. So that's that. And Peter B is just having a good time <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, with their yeah, kid. Yeah. Like it's a baby. It's not a teenager yet. And so he's just like, hey, look at my baby. It's it's different. He's not even it's not even like parenting is hard because the, the kids, the, the the kids never in danger. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that doesn't yeah, even no. make any sense. And, and and then like you know with the thing about like with 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 Peter B is that like Miles was the inspiration for Mayday like you know it, like it, it is again like posing the theme of why like, yeah like you being Spider Man doesn't always have to be like a one way street like different things can happen to you and like it, it is like ultimately your choice to do that. Yeah, that's that's all I really have to say about that. And then the guy like rips or rips on the animation. I don't really know what he's talking about. I personally think the animation is just fine. Uh, the animation is just it is gorgeous. The animators, des- you know, they they deserve their. They said that the props. animation was good. It's just it's just like ooh, look at the flashy colors. <laughs> because yeah, just to I like mean, distract you from the bad storytelling, I guess. I mean that that is his opinion i had nothing else to say about that but i personally i personally loved it of course you know yeah it's supposed to convey emotion and the circumstances behind each character but that's not something that was entirely a problem for me like i don't think it distracts anything from the story at all agreed 
shit review. Yeah. See, like, that's what I'm saying, bro. I don't know. Like, you know, people just, like, they just go in and start writing, you know, senior dissertations and, like, it's just crazy. Um, more power to that person. Yeah, it wasn't um, very long. That's the longest one there is. So started off. This is a this is another Spider Man review. This is from Sam Raimi, two thousand two Spider Man. Uh, oh. This person gave it half a star and said it is so bad. I want to give you a zero, but that's not possible. So I'll give you a one. But yeah, you gave it half a star. Um, so and then they also said just watch this movie for the first time ever in preparation for No Way Home. And I'm definitely not sitting through another two Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. This was the most embarrassing movie I've ever watched. Terrible script, awful acting, horrible effects for even 2002. Kirsten Dunst ate, but everyone else should be ashamed of themselves. Kirsten Dunst ate? That is absolutely insane. Willem Dafoe? Yeah, Willem Dafoe. like, Like, come on, bro. Like... That's crazy. Like if they like, said yeah. like, "Oh, Tobey Maguire was bad." Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, cool. Like, whatever. And then, like, and even then, like, you, you know, you're not even gonna watch Spider Man Two. Like, I could understand not watching Spider Man Three. Like, you can, you can, you can just leave it at that. But Spider Man Two, bro. Like, you like like you're not gonna watch like one of the most critically acclaimed Spider movies. That's fucking insane, but even then, like Spider, like Spider Man One is such it's such a fun movie, and yeah, like it has its problems, which 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 we've addressed multiple times on our podcast, you know, such as, um, you know, like the how Tobey Maguire is portrayed, yeah, just characterization, really, yeah, just really, yeah, really, just characterization, especially with that god awful scene with of, uh, pretty much everyone except the villains, yeah. Yeah, you know, fucking, um, yeah, Mary Jane getting barked at. That's oh, and Aunt May, she's perfection. Yeah, yeah, Aunt May is uh, showing what's going to happen to the Barbie fans when Oppenheimer uh, is in theater. <laughs> yeah. Deliver us, finish it. And then, like, and then they're going to be the hospitals. Like, yeah, those horrible yellow eyes. It's just like you know, just <laughs> the smoke, the fire. Um. But yeah, you know, yeah, like I don't really, of course, you know, obviously, I don't agree with this. Um, as I said, you know, uh, Spider-Man One from two thousand two is is such a is definitely like a comfort movie for me. Oh, um, same. It, it, it obviously, you know, Spider-Man Two is better, but this one is just it's so it's more fun to come around and like yeah, easily you know, more rewatchable. Yeah, all the memes surrounding it. I could quote uh, that movie all day. Yeah, I they're, fucking they're, love that shit quoting, so much. Quoting this movie is just amazing. But yeah, other than that, like other than characterization issues, um, the movie is very fun. It, it, it is such an awesome movie. Yeah, like especially like when that when was that review written? This was written December twenty second, twenty twenty one. Because like if you're watching it for the first time, like and and it's like recent. With all the shit we've gotten sent, like I understand, like because like watching it n- now with context of what we have now, it yeah it's and, and we know that because we're not Raimi fanboys that the movies haven't aged the best because yeah a lot of it is nostalgia yeah so it's like I get not liking it but half a star <laughs> yeah yeah half a star is pretty insane 
Yeah, half a star is crazy. Um, mine is another Across the Spider-Verse one. I, I, I usually, I think there's only one film where I got three reviews, but I usually went two each with the films I got. So this is Across the Spider-Verse, half a star. Now this one, uh, the few that we've done so far have been people who just legitimately don't like it for whatever reason. This one is, um, there's a couple I picked that are jokes. And this one is an example of someone trying to make a joke, but it, they're trying way too hard and it's just sad and it, it's like still funny but in like a oh what are you doing bro kind of way <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. um, half a star for across the spider-verse it starts him for starters we have icy miles i don't know what the fuck that means rejecting his mexican heritage and in parentheses his people deserve to be put down they made hot flame and cheetos and that bred a type of female i wouldn't want my son around uh, and him failing Spanish, I mean, I don't blame him. Who can even speak that taco munch, burrito bunch, spicy lunch language? Also, <laughs> God, what the, what the also, fuck? What is this? There's Mr. Spot, who on all accounts deserves deserves to Millie Rock, Billy Bop, and do the stomp on Miles J's. <laughs> Miles J's. He got a crease so cleanly, he folding a paper airplane. Now, now for my true feelings, uh, and he put the rest of this in all caps just for context. Uh, I'm gonna toss Spider Woman salad like it's from Panera, and I'm gonna guzzle it down with with her discharged lemonade, so I can be up for days on end. Hail mine Fuhrer Adolf Prowler Hitler, and Miguel O'Hara is my favorite racist of all time. He's in the top ten at this point, tied with Adam Driver's lovely speech about that feller driving away in his truck. And y'all can shut the fuck up about trans Gwen or Greg, whatever fucking name is. Uh, <laughs> a hole is a hole. Stop complaining and go to Pound Town. And in conclusion, I'm going to give Silk a web facial and Miles' mom can get this East African Pharaoh staff. Thoughts? <laughs> this motherfucker needs to be locked up immediately, bro. I want his I, I want his hands cut off and I want his mouth sewn shut. What is that? Yeah, so bro? luckily I screenshotted this. Uh just so everyone knows, this was taken down by a moderator and for probably good reason. <laughs> this is that that is horrendous. <laughs> horrendous doesn't even like begin to describe. See what I mean? Oh, it's like, bro, you're trying so hard, but it's like it's so funny that you're trying so hard to be funny. Like it's awful. And it's so it's it's so it's so bad. That is literally egregious. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is a hundred percent going." Does, I it have to a, do does it have a bunch of emojis too? Um, no, I don't think it did. Uh, oh my god, this is this is so weird, bro. I don't, even, I don't even have I have no words I don't even want to speak about that anymore <laughs> like that 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 has bro ultimate... said shut the fuck up about the trans Gwen or Greg thing a hole is a hole bro put this man on a watch list put this man under the jail bro I want this I want this guy buried alive that is insane oh my god okay moving on <laughs> This one is from one of the most critically acclaimed superhero movies ever made, and it is um, The Dark Knight. 
So <laughs> yes. this one, this person gave it half a star. Um, I can, I, I, I feel like this person's trolling, but I don't think they are. But who knows? Um, someone said, "Sure, Heath Ledger is good in this. The script is fucking terrible. The costuming looks hilarious. There is an unbelievable amount of continuity errors." Something I generally avoid commenting on, but they are absolutely egregious in this film. There's like eight plots going on. It has all the philosophical force of AJ Soprano discovering nihilism and an unbelievably poorly paced third act. Fuck this movie. I don't even like comics or whatever, but if I did, I would be embarrassed that this that, that this is the film people would use to persuade others that the medium can produce interesting stories. Now... I saw that one looking for reviews. Yeah, Yeah, I did. Yeah, so... I'm not sure what continuity errors they're talking about. Yeah, I'm not sure. I wish they had explained that. Yeah, um, but even then, I feel feel like I vaguely know that there are a few, but I don't really care. I've never really cared about continuity errors. Unless they're, like, like egregious. I don't give a shit. See, like, the thing is that, like, yeah, like, you know, I'm not too too big on the dark knight but even this review is pretty fucking bad like damn yeah people like, say dark the dark knight is a masterpiece is it a masterpiece maybe no it could be i could i could see why people but it's like my problem isn't people calling it a masterpiece is people acting like it's like the best thing ever created <laughs> yeah so um i disagree with that I wouldn't tell people to watch The Dark Knight either if I'm trying to get someone into superhero movies. Yeah, I would I would be like I would mention it, but then I would just be like, yeah, you know, it, it's it's just there. Should also probably watch Batman Begins first, but you know. Mhm. Arguably the better film. Better Batman film at least. But yeah, I got a one for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Ooh. Uh half a star. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I hated this movie so much. It's just goddamn animal abuse the whole time. It was such an unpleasant watch seeing what they did to Rocket and his friends. The, this movie pretty mu- it was pretty much just a collage of different ways to torture animals, from caging to mutilating to testing to torture to gassing to blowing up to beating and death. It was so horrific to watch, especially as an animal lover. I felt like it had no no redeeming qualities in terms of revenge either. Spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, by the way. Uh- <laughs> After everything our villain put Rocket through, he doesn't even finish him off? Really? I know it's Marvel and it's supposed to be all good guys, don't do that stuff and whatnot, but it was so unsatisfying to see Rocket not give proper justice for what horrific things that happened to all the animals in him. I'm such an animal lover, and it pains me to, to so much to watch innocent creatures like animals go through so much harm. I did not enjoy the movie, and I felt like the ending was stupid. Why did everyone separate? Mantis felt like she had no... Mantis felt like she had no good reason to go and i guess i get why star star lord left but i wish i wish he didn't now for this one i i i get because a lot of people who are like sensitive to animal abuse and stuff like that i get not liking the movie um as far as the animal abuse stuff goes but as far as like being advocate an advocate against animal abuse the movie's phenomenal yeah for sure and i um i talked to somebody about this today and like you know they said that like yeah they they watched guardians and like yeah the watch guardians volume three and they loved it 
but they wouldn't watch it again because of that. Yeah. And that, and that's, to, that's totally understandable. Yeah, that makes sense. But to be like, oh, the movie was bad because just because of this, this content that just happens to be in it to tell the story that needs to be told. Eh, that's weird. Cause it, yeah. Cause again, as long as you realize that the moral of the story is that it's not, it's not uh, good to abuse animals, uh, then you're good. But I also thought, um, the the idea or the one that the thing that they bring up in this uh half star again review here is uh the fact that rocket didn't finish him off and i think i think this one i think this bit is is interesting uh to discuss because it is a problem in a lot of superhero not just superhero movies but uh, just a lot of action movies in general where they're just going through waves of people and then when it comes to the one guy they're chasing, they're like, nah, I'm going to let them live. It's it, it really bothers me. But for whatever reason, it didn't bother me in this. And I don't maybe that's just because it's a good movie. And maybe if it was a worse movie, I'd be more annoyed with it. Yeah, I, I think that, um, that, that that's kind of how I feel like when it comes to like, you know, superhero content or like just media overall, like. Like if someone is just doing horrible shit, like get rid of them, bro. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm like I think I didn't really mind it in this movie just because like everything else was just so was just you know like so like well crafted, well well crafted. But yeah, that that is a a thing that I get annoyed with quite a bit. One of them being like you know one of the examples being Batman. Batman not killing the Joker, even though he's just like killing people. I know like the whole Batman doesn't kill thing. That that's that's whatever. Like, no, that, I, that I only have a problem with that in the Snyderverse because oh, bros murdering people. So just murder the fucking Joker, but you don't for whatever fucking reason. That's fucking <laughs> stupid. But like, yeah, yeah, that's more of a that's more of a problem with just Batman as a character. Yeah, because of. His, just because of his no kill rule. The the thing that I think about, probably just because it's the most recent, is Moon Knight. Because Bro didn't kill whatever his name is, Ethan Hawke, after just killing a bunch of fucking people. And then he gets the chance to kill Ethan Hawke. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Now, Ethan Hawke's character dies anyway, because but only because Jake Lockley does it and not uh, Mark Spector. And I'm like, I'm just like, bruh. <laughs> that's that's so annoying. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, it just doesn't bother me in this. Maybe it's a uh, maybe maybe Rocket doesn't do it because he's like not because like oh I'm you know taking like the high road or some shit. And it's just more like I I have bested you. You see that I am a superior creature if you if you will, you know. So I'm going to let yeah. you let, let you let you live with that. But I don't know. It didn't bother me. My next one is from the Empire Strikes Back, Ooh. Um, this person said, "If you have this as your favorite movie, you're a nerd, and you possibly <laughs> annoy your girlfriend by pressuring her to review movies for your entertainment. You should probably buy her presents, or at least a vegan chocolate muffin." And then what? they they edited they edit this 
and they said, edit, if you tell your girlfriend you'll only buy her a vegan chocolate muffin and she changes her review to five stars, you are disrespecting her and undermining the integrity of the art of film critiquery. Um... Is that a joke? I I, I want to say it is. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to believe it is, but at the same time, did they pay but, for Letterboxd? No, they didn't. Hmm. Yeah, they they, they they didn't do it. I mean, but then again, let me look at this person. Let me look them up. But also, it's like you're probably a nerd well yes yes i am yes uh like most people who love star wars are nerds like no shit but also even even against just general film goers it's regarded as one of the best sequels of all time so oh my god this person just does not like anything they gave ant-man one a half star they gave oh my god this is crazy they gave the hot well, no <laughs> the Hobbit, the Hobbit, Desolation of Smog, two stars. Um, I think that's considered the worst one. I don't remember. Not, not I like that one though. I like the Hobbit movies. Sure. That's a really unpopular opinion, but Gardens of the Galaxy a three, Guardians solo, one a three, solo, solo a one. That ooh, I, I mean, don't think that's I don't think that's a one, but like yeah. That's crazy. Not great, but alien, not a one. Alien a half a star. Alien? Like the first one? Yes. Ooh. That's wild. Their opinion, God. I guess. <laughs> yeah, more 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 power to you, man. That's hey, a Batman begins a two and a half star. They gave Jurassic Park a three. No. You find the Dark Knight on there? They didn't, even, they didn't even rate the Dark Knight on there, bro. Damn. That's wild. Anyways, I don't agree with this. Yes, Star Wars, Star Wars fans are nerds. Um, get over it. <laughs> and, f- and fuck your vegan chocolate muffin. Yeah, get get your girlfriend a present. Like a vegan, vegan chocolate, chocolate muffin. I think huh? my girlfriend would. I think my girlfriend would stab me if I ever gave her a vegan chocolate muffin. Like... Because I'm a nerd for Star Wars, like the fuck. God, I hope that's a joke, but it's probably not. I think, I think, it, I think it is a joke. You think it is? Despite them also not liking anything else. Hey, bro, if you like Star Wars, you're a nerd, and you probably don't like a girlfriend. But buy her a vegan chocolate muffin. Like that doesn't sound right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. It, it, it's just funny. All right, I got another Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three one. Okay, half a star. Okay. My family has a rule. We do not watch any Marvel Cinematic Universe films that take place after Avengers Endgame. We broke the rule because we... (laughs) We broke the rule. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) We broke the rule because we love the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies so much. We didn't have high hopes, but we figured it couldn't be as bad as the few others we tried to watch before agreeing on that rule. We were wrong. We walked out of the movie theater before we were halfway through. This movie was pure evil. The animal cruelty was front and center, the main focus of this film. 
They glorified tearing the animals apart, torturing them, destroying any that didn't turn out like they wanted, and tried to make the, the men running the experiments like gods who can create what they want. It was basically a horror film, and we heard from spoilers online that they tormented Lila horribly later on in the film, which I'm grateful we missed. I knew Rocket's animal friends were going to die when they started making us like them, but I was hoping to be wrong. On top of that, they destroyed Mantis. She used to be innocent and sweet, yet she spent this whole movie screaming at people. Nebula was supposed to be the harsh one, but they doled her character a ton. And since when does Drax get beat up so bad he bleeds? Ronan kicks, kicked his butt to the curb in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and he didn't even look bruised. Suddenly, Goldie Adams shows up and he can beat him to a pulp? I don't buy it. Peter's a serious drunk in the beginning, then spends the whole time trying to convince a now nasty Gamora that he loves her with monologues. Which, another issue right there, Gamora wouldn't be that way. She still escaped Thanos and went off on her own just as she had in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, so there's no way she'd be that drastically different personality-wise. A little different, yes, but to be that big of a sadistic bitch, again, I don't buy it. As for Rocket, he barely has a part. He spends the whole movie in the med bay dying, which, please explain this to me, if he has a kill switch in, implanted in him that will explode if they put the healing ma machine on him, why didn't it go off when they put the healing machine on him in the first place? Who wrote this? How long does a kill switch take to initiate? And Groot should never be just a walking head. That's horror film worthy in itself. On top of that, none of the music was <laughs> none of the music was happy or good like in the last two movies. Half of the scenes were were as dark lighting wise as a DC film. And why did they make their home base on nowhere? Quote, nowhere is a, nowhere. It's a place we've been there. It sucks. Quote Peter Quill from Avengers Infinity War. The only good thing I can say about this movie is that it had my captain in it. Uh I'll admit, I squealed aloud with joy in the theater when I saw Nathan Fillion's name in the opening credits. He was quite funny, even though the outfit they put him in was ridiculous. So at least I did I did get to see that. I understand they needed a terrible backstory to make Rocket the way he is, but this was just unnecessary and in all honesty, just evil. I don't care if it's fake. No one needs to watch that. I think this person literally, um, like, the, number one, they missed the entirety of the MCU um, <laughs> and including Endgame. Number two, this person and their family lives in a cult. Um, imagine having a rule of not watching a set of movies after Endgame. Like, literally brain dead. Um, yeah, I, I, I know this person watches movies with their eyes closed. Well, I thought and, it was funny that they were like... Uh, like Mantis spent the whole movie screaming at people, and yet earlier in the review they say they walked out halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> None of the music was happy either. <laughs> what? Well, clearly you didn't see the end of the movie. <laughs> like, what are you? What are you giving it a half star? I, I, you haven't even seen the movie. You're like, oh, it glorifies violence. They make the guy look like a god. You yeah. didn't see the movie. And like, bro, like you're literally explaining like why animal abuse is bad. Oh yeah, they 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 mutilate them. You know, yeah, it's, it's kind of what they're doing, bro. It's animal abuse. I can't believe they would show that animal abuse is wrong. Yep, that's the message of the movie. <laughs> like, great job explaining. Like, great job explaining the obvious, bro. Did they destroy Mantis? Was she yelling the whole time? Did no. they dole Nebula's character? I don't know, man. I, th I think they did. 
Gold, yeah. Goldie at him. Yeah, and it, it, it's like because Ronan like kicked him to the curb or whatever. Ronan, like he had the Power Stone, I guess, but at the end of the day, he's just a Cree. Adam Warlock is basically fucking Superman. I mean, yeah, he's he, fucking crazy yeah, strong. He, he has like some of the yeah, some of the, the powers of Superman. So I actually saw a few know. reviews uh, looking for those for some of the Guardians of the Galaxy ones that were like, I can't believe they made Peter a drunk. It's in like the first ten minutes of the movie, and they don't touch on it again. <laughs> like, come oh, on, bro. And Groot should never be just a walking head. Like, okay. Again, a walking head for what thirty seconds? It's just, uh, it's just weird. And the lighting thing, like, oh, it's so dark. It's not. <laughs> I'm like, like, like the, the, the most of the the problems with this review is just chalked up to, bro. You like, you didn't see the movie. You walked out halfway through, and you didn't see the movie. <laughs> you just didn't see it. So, like, there's that. Like, I don't know how you could write this whole review talking all this shit. Even though we haven't seen the fucking film, crazy to me. That's wild. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, this is. Yeah, that that was just a a, a crouton brain IQ moment. Um, this one is one of my favorite. This is from. This is a review from one of my favorite movies. Um, Super bad. Someone said this shit. Uh, this fucking shit was so insufferable to watch. The first time I watched it, I couldn't even pass the first ten minutes. Because it was so uncomfortable to watch, especially as a woman. I hate how overhyped this movie is and generally can't believe this is a lot of people's favorite movie, LMAO. But now I'm pretty fucking sure now the people who said that this movie is one of the best teenage movies are cis white boys that peaked in high school. I don't want to be around your ass if you enjoyed this outdated, rapey, and misogynist comedy. Shit, you found my alt. Oh, okay. <laughs> wants to be a woman so bad but i so the thing is is that i'm going to give this a slight pass because yeah really? like the, the be, well only because like um yeah like it, it, it is like outdated in some in some parts but i think what what, what makes super bad like such a like like a, like a good and like funny movie and so, it, yeah, like, like I said, I, I, I give this person a, a slight, kind of like a minimal slight pass because w- watching this movie, um, especially now, it, it, like it is outdated in some parts, um, and you know, like you know, with with, with certain with certain words, like you know, uh, that they say, um, which include like, you know the F slur and all that sure. type of stuff, and, and even then, like. Like Jonah Hill's character as a whole, it's just like a sex crazed um, guy, and you know who, who like who, who like who eventually wants to get it in before he goes to college. But right, rapey, you know? by, by rapey, I don't know about like the rapey part, and like like you know this is this is this isn't like me trying to sound ignorant. Like I don't really get like what's the rapey part about it. I mean, maybe, maybe like I wouldn't say rape people. Like probably creepy is something that I would say. Like, and like I said, like it is goes for Jonah Hill's character, who like you know just essentially wants to like fuck women. Like yeah, he's he's like a sex crazy like fucking, sure, but he never like tries like, to force himself on anyone. Yeah, the the yeah. only thing I can think of is 
Michael Sarah trying to is gonna have sex with the girl, but and she's like really drunk. Yeah. Yeah, but but but, but even that like Michael Sarah character like knows that like, yeah this shit is bad, so I gotta like yeah eat, like even out the playing field. Unless we're forgetting but, something, but it's your favorite movie of all time, so. Yeah, it's not my favorite movie of all time. It's one it's of your favorite movies. It, it is one of my favorite movies because I watched it when I was when I was a kid and it just stuck with me. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, um, but yeah, I, I think yeah, Super Bad is it, it is a good coming of age film, and it is definitely an inspiration for some, especially book smart. Um, I don't know if you've seen Booksmart. I have not. But I've only heard good things. But yeah, it, because it, it is. Um, it's all. It's funny because like that's. Uh, let me see. I, is it directed by? I don't know. No, no, no. Jonah Hill's sister is yes. in it. Yeah, she she's in it. I thought it was directed by by her, but it's not. Um, but yeah, like you know, of course, you know, Booksmart. Sent, people called it. Uh, the, the Gen Z super bad, which I mean, super bad is also part of Gen Z, but or like it's also the female super bad. So yeah, that that, that, that is another is an example of how super bad was an inspiration, and like not only that, but like it spawned like you know like of course you know so many memes and like so many references of pop culture, like you know. Uh, Chris Vermin's plays, you know, plays McLovin. Uh, he, in a sense, adopted that look of like you know the nerdy white kid with like with like glasses and a button up, and like some people just like call him like McLovin, or like, they call people like that McLovin. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, I would understand why somebody would not like Superbad, but it's one of the things to where like if you have seen it. And like you know how, um, in, how how it's influenced uh, some of coming of age movies, and even like how and like influenced its way through the media. Then like yeah, you understand. So that's why I gave her like a slight slight pass. And if like you know, I don't know about I don't know about her being a, I don't know about being a woman, but like I don't know. Okay, how okay. So she I, about I that. looked it up, and apparently. Or at least the thing that I found, the rapey bit is some people see it as rapey because they're going to they're trying to get alcohol so they can give it to the girls at the party so they can get them drunk and eventually have sex with them. Oh, okay, okay. Because it like like I said, I'm not trying to. The counter argument to that I see is that they're trying to get the alcohol to impress the girls yeah, and also yeah, just to even exactly. get into the party they probably wouldn't even be really welcome at anyway yeah yeah exactly and, 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 and like that that's how i saw it too because you know the whole thing is that like jonah hill's like hell yeah like you know we got fake ids like just like and, you know we're, we're gonna get alcohol for the party because he wants to impress jewels and uh and of course you know emma stone and so yeah, like, yeah, that's how I saw it, and then like, and, you know, I can see why people would think that it's you know, it all to to interpretation, and that this is not me speaking out of ignorance. No, you're this you're defending just, it. You're defending rape. That's what you're doing. I, you're defending date I, rape. Yep, yep. I. 
I it's a weird don't. weird uh, hill to die on, man. But I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think that's what I'm doing. Suit yourself, I guess. I, I just want to uh, just want to for the record, I don't agree with Torn's opinions. Uh, I'm against. <laughs> I'm against. <laughs> this is this is not how I wanted to have this happen. <laughs> I mean. I don't. I don't. No. No. No, dude. Oh my god. I'm done. It's fine. It's fine. Listen, I'm moving on. I don't. I don't agree with that. That's not. That's not it. Dude. I don't okay. Agree with that at all. <laughs> Whatever you say. Shut the fuck up, man. I'm moving on. What? What the fuck? We got um. A half star review uh, for the Dark Knight. <laughs> so, um, they say uh, Matt Reeves' Batman is many things. It is stylish, beautiful, and incredibly directed. It is a mystery that masterfully unravels over the course of the film. True, it is still copaganda, but for for one key reason, it rises above this film. Batman becomes a symbol of hope, not a symbol of cruel justice. The Dark Knight is so confusing to me because in this Gotham, criminals are not people. They don't have families or lives. They are treated like dirt. The only reason their lives have meaning is the end is be- in the end is because they're useful to the Joker. And this is important when you are making a political film because whoever's lives you don't value speaks much louder than the ones you do value. At one point, Harvey, our supposed political role model, is beating up a, is beating up a schizophrenic, only stopping when Batman tells him he's not worth it. I was surprised because I didn't know this film was capable of acknowledging that criminals were people. I didn't know the dirt thought things. Hundreds of people are thrown in jail at the beginning of the movie. How many of them are offered mental support? These people clearly have no safety nets, no way out of their terrible lives, and then they're thrown in a a concrete cell to rot? The disregard, discrimination, and uncaring prosecution of the mentally disabled is getting pretty close to some Nazi shit. Fuck this movie. The Nazi stuff is kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the The biggest thing I have to say to this uh, review is, bro, it's fiction. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not that serious. Yeah, I don't know what that. I don't know what they're saying, bro. I don't know what they're cooking with that. It's like it's like. Um, first of all, they're saying that that the Batman is copaganda. I don't know about all that. I feel like people throw that around all the time and it doesn't make any sense. Like, ooh, it's copaganda. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is copaganda. Like, because it's about cops? I guess. (laughs) But, like, like all the criminals, like, they don't have, like, families or lives. Like, bro, it's a superhero movie. (laughs) People people think that, like, just, like, you know, these people just, like, you know, these henchmen just spawn out of nowhere. Like, they're, like, NPCs or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you can hate the Batman, bro. Crazy. They didn't hate the Batman. They said it was incredible. It was just that it was copaganda. But the Dark oh, no. Knight fucking sucks. Hey, man, it, it, that's their opinion, man. I, I, I can't, I can't say these people can't do anything about it. Um, this one is from Evil Dead Rise. You haven't seen it. You probably never will. Even though I you might. should. You should. You said you were going to go on an Evil Dead binge. Yeah, I did. Um, can't do it in the near future but i might get to it you can you can you can you can do it today bro that's, that's not gonna happen 
Dude, it's on HBO Max right now. I know it's on all of them are on HBO Max. I know, except the show, but that's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. I'll maybe. No, dude. I'll, okay. I, I will. I will for sure at some point watch at least Evil Dead to Army of Darkness. Yeah. I'll at least watch up to there, and then we'll see. No, 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 no. You should at least watch up to 2013. 2013 uh, is, is uh, good. Uh, it's good. Bro. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how I feel at the, by the time I see into, uh, Army of Darkness. I'm sent into the okay. into darkness like it's fucking Star Trek. Okay. So th- this one, um, this person said this sh- this shit sucked. As the director never talked to a woman before, and why the fuck was everything the trans kids' fault? Transphobia and bad acting ran wild. Wait, sorry, which movie is this? This is Evil Dead Rise. Oh, okay, right, right, right. And it says transphobia and bad acting ran wild in this weirdo's wet dream of calling guitar techs groupie cunts. Um. So. Transphobia. There, there is a there is a trans person in the film. Okay. And that's that, and that's um, the the brother of like uh, you know of course you know the sister uh, is played by uh, this person named Morgan Morgan Davies. Uh, I don't know if they watched the film at all, but it is the per- that person's fault because literally what they did was they. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna just tell you, you know, you're probably gonna forget. Yeah, I'll probably. So forget. The, there, there is a there is a um, an earthquake that happens, um, in the movie, and it happens like in the parking garage, and like the, the context is that they're getting pizza for the family, and so the earthquake happens, it creates a hole to which the kid literally goes down there, and he's like looking through like all the creepy shit. He finds the record with like the the church like you know citing the the uh, necronomicon the guy gets the necronomicon and puts it in his bag and then uh, like the thing is also like the person uh their name is Danny he's like a a like a, a DJ you know like he he has like the turntable and everything the person literally puts the record with a church reading the Necronomicon on the turntable, he's spinning it around and everything, and that's what happens. And then also, like, not even the fact that, that, like, his sister was like, you should put that back, like, and, like, also, like, um, I think, like, they're, they're moving uh, from their apartment, and the, the, Danny was like, oh, yeah, mom needs some money, and, like, you know, they're, they're, he was, like, planning to sell it or whatever. Of course not. He tries to open it, like he sees the pictures and stuff and then the demon like kills the mom and like you know shit like that but it's like it's literally that person's fault like i don't i don't get why they're saying it's transphobic it's, it's really not like that like that's the thing with like the evil dead movies like it's, it's one person like messes like with like with the book and like all these like you know it gets everyone killed but like I don't get why they're saying it's transphobic. Hell am I am I like it, it I don't know man it's just it's just a wild thing. It's stupid. It's 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 so dumb. My next one is another Dark Knight uh, one. This one's uh, just quick and funny. A half star for the Dark Knight. Uh, not very funny and pretty boring, especially compared to Thor: Love and Thunder. 
Which 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 one is this? Uh, the Dark Knight. <laughs> what? It's clearly a joke, but I, it's good. I like it <laughs> because uh, it's true. It it, uh, it it's of course the Dark Knight is a better film, but is he wrong? It's not very funny, and it is pretty boring, especially compared to Thor: Love and Thunder. I mean, <laughs> the lies weren't said, in my opinion. Is it better? Yes. But is he wrong? Yes. No. <laughs> oh yeah, I have another I have another Evil Dead Rise one. Um so here's a little backstory on this review. Um this person, like I, I I've seen this review before. I actually saw it um after I watched the movie and they're getting they're getting cooked in their comments, bro. What was also funny is I've seen this person on social media before. They were like, um, Jay Seuss has like, has like talked about them and like they were um, talking about like Eternals and how like it's like it's going to be a bad movie because like there was like some weird hate for Chloe Zhao and they're just talking about like, I think, he's, I think this person made a threat on like how Eternals was going to be like bad. Was that racism, like, misogynist, misogynism? What, what, what do you think the, was it just because they hated fucking Nomadland or whatever? I, I don't know what it was. dude. like, like this, I, I don't know what it was. Um, it, it definitely just gave off like very ignorant, like vibes. I, I don't, I don't know why. Um, and then the, they're like talking about like, I know this person was like pretentious as hell because they're, they're talking about like some like indie film compared to like a Marvel film, and I don't know. Just, they they went on a whole Eternals thing, but this person said biggest disappointment of the year so far for me. The trailers look so funny and generally scary, so much so that I watched all the previous films in the series, and oh, even wow. though I didn't like any of them, I was still excited for this. But this is like an didn't like any of them. Then. Yeah, didn't like any any of the Evil Dead movies. Wow. But I mean, look, Sam Raimi's not for everyone, but also Evil Dead 2013 isn't. Yeah, no, it's, it's directed by someone else. But here, but wait, there's more. Even though I didn't like any of them, I was so excited for this. But this is like an object lesson in how to not cut a horror movie. There's no rise and fall of tension, just scares that suddenly happen and, and dissipate like smoke once they're over. Just bad, bad pacing. And then it has this obnoxious Edgar Wright style approach to set up. Where there's a 40-minute opening stretch where nothing happens except a bunch of stuff that'll be used later gets put on the mantelpiece with obnoxious directedness. Like, do we really need a whole scene to set up that apartment and it has a people on the door? We, um, but we have been confused to see the same shot, say, same shot set up later for a scary part. Give me a break. There are some good concepts here, but I think the film suffers for how poorly defined the Deadites are as a horror movie antagonist. By the fifth time, one of them pretends to be normal again, only to shockingly revert to demon mode. Even someone who's never seen one of these before will probably be, will probably be tired of it. I really wanted to like this movie, folks. Lots of wasted potential here. So you watched the you, you watched the entire entire <laughs> Evil Dead like entirety of it. That's crazy. Didn't like any of them. You went to watch this one and you didn't like it, and you're surprised that you didn't like it. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's because like 
at least from what I understand, obviously I haven't seen them all, but like the reboot, quote unquote reboot, um, it's pretty different. It's loosely connected, but it's different tonally, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. It, so it, it like is, it is different, like in terms of tone and like Silas and like Silas. Right. So if they just watch up to Army of Darkness and then they watch like Rise and then they're like, oh, I don't. Or, or, and they didn't like um, the Sam Raimi stuff. Like, I get that because, again, like, like, we know Sam Raimi's not for everyone. Um, but you watch the 2013 one, which is, you know, Rise is a direct, well, I assume, direct sequel to that, um, mm. at least tonally, no. like, style wise. No. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't like the 2013 one, why would you think that you're gonna like the new it, one? It, exactly. That's like me. Because yeah, because again, yeah. if you like, if you didn't like the Sam Raimi stuff, and you're like, okay, well, maybe I'll like the new one because it looks different. Then okay, but you watched the 2013 one. That makes no sense. Yeah. This and like it, it, it's like me watching all the Spider-Man movies all the way up to Far From Home. I didn't like any of them. I watched No Way Home and I didn't like it. What makes like what makes you think you're gonna like <laughs> like the the recent installment? Watching all the way up the ones all the way through and not liking any of them that that just make it's just so dumb to me. Yeah, and I know like yeah, some people like I've seen some like stuff about Evil Dead Rise. You know, some people are just like yeah, like this movie is just so basic. Uh, this movie is like just really bland and boring. I personally like Evil Dead Rise. Like, you know, it, it, it works in, like, the best ways possible. I also consider it, like, of a, a good, like, a love letter. And, like, you know, it, it's a good love letter to the Evil Dead series. It has all its bits narratively. And the shots are great. The the tension, the, the, like, the attention is great. The score is great. The characters... You, funny, funny enough, the the child actress in this one was like really, really good. Like, like she, she, she was like a highlight for me in this one. And I'm not a fan of like you know child actors. Yeah, generally because, they, because yeah because like they they write them so stupid. Yeah, they're and generally like, better now though. And like yeah, yeah, most yeah, modern yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know they, what they're, they're I don't know what they're feeding them kids, but their acting's better. Yeah, and so like yeah, uh, Evil Dead. Or I like I like Evil Dead Rise. It's 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 it's, it's a fun movie. You think it's better it's than a, the 2013 one? No, 20, 2013, Like it, it it's what's the it's what's a, the best Evil Dead movie? The best Evil Dead movie? Yeah, um, definitely the first one. But like I would I definitely twenty thirteen is like top three. Okay. Because because 2013 is like it's like a reboot done right to me. Sure. It 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 does everything the first it it does everything the first Evil Dead does like um and while also maintaining um uh, a good like coherent like story you know a good good coherent story and then stylistically you know it's gritty and it's dark and it works while like you know of course you know the first evil dead it's like you know it's it's horror based but like you know it has that same really camp right there is there was really no camp in the 2013 one right which which like you know is it's a good change of pace no it's not and then how am i supposed to get through it 
<laughs> he gets through it by suffering. Oh no! And then, and then, like the the ending is like insane because it does something completely different. Um, but yeah, and, but and then like Evil Dead Rise has the best title card of all time. Like that, that shit's like, so good. Like, that shit is fucking crazy. crazy. That shit. And like, and like, whenever you do watch Evil Dead Rise, it's it's cool how they do it. I'd pay um, three dollars just to see that in a theater, just the title card. No, dude, like, it's like it's like it, it's such a basic way on how they do it. Um, no, I mean not, not the title card, but like, um, the the story. It, it, it's a basic way, but it's pretty cool, and it like leaves kind of like a setup to where. On like what they could do with the next Evil Dead, yeah. But that's enough for Evil Dead for me. Next, I have a review of the Batman Half Star. Uh, had to revisit this movie for a review I because I hated it so much. Like it was literally horrific Batman. Uh, God, I forgot about this review. There's no fucking punctuation. Uh, it was literally horrific. Batman looks silly as hell. Costuming for him just felt underdeveloped and sad. It made it. It made me sad. Okay, the conversation he was with Catwoman on the roof is some of the worst dialogue of all time. Felt sexually unsafe in this viewing experience. Batman is such a lonely creep. Hated the Penguin to be honest. Hated all the cop stuff. Love Riddler. Can't lie. Lo- like loved him. Would watch the fuck out of that movie. Only redeeming quality. Everything else was utterly terrible. And I'm so serious. Add some commas, bro. Oh, my God. Not the no commas, bro. That's crazy. And just to follow that one up, because that's almost unintelligible. Uh, Another The Batman review that's half star. Uh, There are no words to fully express how much I hate this movie. I don't hate a single thing or person as much as I hate the Batman. If I could undo one world event, I would remove this from being made. I genuinely believe it's the worst movie ever made. Not only that, it's the most boring movie ever made. It's actually impressive how they were able to make something this boring. Even a movie about a field of grass growing would be more engaging than this. It moves at a glacial pace. The characters are the most monotone, abysmally boring people and I don't even give a shit about the storytelling because it's so fucking stupid and I don't fucking care I love it when a fucking hack like Matt Reeves compares himself and this and his piece of shit film quote uh, quote unquote to that of Roman Polanski I would actually rather now um, before I read this next part I would like to make it clear that uh, Roman Polanski I believe is I'm going to say alleged just to protect myself alleged sex offender alleged pedophile i believe just to um set the tone uh, <clears throat> i would actually rather suck roman polanski roman polanski's decrepit shriveled up rotting dick than even interact with matt reeves i hope he gets shot in the head and never gets to write or make anything again the world is a worse place because he released this garbage person was angry yeah roman polanski is an alleged child predator so Who's that again? Roman Polanski. He's another movie director. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see. Roman Polanski. Who? What did he make? The Pianist. Um, the Ninth. Gate. I think Roman Polanski is the guy that fled to some other country because he got caught being a child molester. That's yes. Capture status fugitive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what's crazy is he's still making films. Wow. Let's see. Let's see People still watch him. Uh, yeah, he recently has a movie 
called The Palace that's coming out in... Uh, this year. Yeah, the September 28th. Yeah, last movie came out in 2019. The Pianist. That's crazy. Yeah, but um, just to... um, I'm going to read it again. <laughs> I love it when a fucking hack like Matt Reeves compares himself in his piece of shit film, quote-unquote, to that of Roman Polanski. I would actually rather suck Roman Polanski's decrepit, shriveled-up, rotting dick than even interact with Matt Reeves. And then he grows on to say, I hope he gets shot in the head and never gets to write or make anything again. Dude, that's so fucking crazy. That's wild. That is insane. (laughs) Dude, something happened to this guy. Like, what happened? He's just so angry. Um, Okay. Now, I think this guy is a troll. Um but at the same time, it's possible they're not because there's comments and people are like, what the fuck are you on about? And they're defending themselves. So I can't tell. I, I'm going to I'm going to say it's a joke <laughs> just just for this person's sake. I'm going to say it's a joke. Yes, it probably is. This I, I know this is your alt. Oh, God. This is this is the guy that I was saying that this is probably a troll. So this person says. This is The Godfather, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I'm excited. <laughs> the Godfather is a movie that disappoints on every level imaginable. It is a poorly written, poorly acted, poorly directed bore that drags on for almost three hours. The story is cliched, the dialogue is dull, and the action is scarce. The movie has no redeeming qualities whatsoever, and no one should waste their time watching it. The movie follows a family of criminals who are involved in some vague business in post-war New York City. The plot is so predictable and unoriginal that it makes no sense at all. The characters are bland and uninteresting, and their motivations are unclear. The dialogue is full of platitudes and an exposition that sounds unnatural and forced. The action scenes are few and far in between, with bad choreography and editing. <laughs> bro, it's the, the movie, 70s, okay. Bro, <laughs> bro. The, the movie has no artistic merit or entertainment value. It is a waste of money and resources that could have been used for something better. It is an insult to cinema and the viewers to the viewers who expect something more from a movie. Godfather is a movie that should have never been made. I like how he's calling it Godfather instead of the Godfather. That's and gotta be said, a joke. Yeah, it, it's a joke. Yeah, this is the same person who had three movies rated, which are which were the Flash, oh, the Godfather, it's that guy and across the Spider Verse. So yeah, he's definitely a troll. Definitely a troll. But at the it's <laughs> I mean, yeah, I thought it was boring and, and what have you and blah, blah, blah. But, like, the dialogue is great. The action is few and far between. <laughs> it's a fucking... It's 1972. Like, it's not an action film. <laughs> well, I know it's a troll, but that's that's good. It's a good review right there. He's not wrong. Or, or she. They. They're not wrong. This is why La La Land is better. It is. It's so much better. It's legit so much better. Good thing Godfather Part 2 saved that franchise. Otherwise, (laughs) Godfather Part 2 is... The Godfather Part 2 is just barely better than La La Land. Just barely. (laughs) Oh my god. La La Land's a 9 and Godfather Part 2 is a (laughs) 9.5. My next one is uh, Avengers Infinity War. Half Star. Uh... I'm going to do quick uh, two back-to-back because uh, this one's uh, quick. Uh, <clears throat> again, half-star. 
I don't even know when I watched this movie. I just remember it was horrendous. Fuck cape shit. Die, Marvel. Die, 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 die. Troll. Uh, troll or just really sad. Um... <laughs> Next one, uh, absolutely, again, half star, uh, absolutely sucked, huge cash grab in tights, good for ages 15 and under probably, though. Best part is when all these fools in spandex evaporate. Unfortunately, it didn't get all of them. Rest in peace, Chris Evans, though. Didn't want to see you die, bro. He, he doesn't, my guy. He, he doesn't die. He doesn't get evaporated. He, he's good. He's at the end of the movie. He's fine. I don't know, um... I don't know where you're getting that from. Rest in peace, Chris Evans. He's he's fine. He lives at the end of the movie. I don't not sure where they yeah, got that from. That's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, bro. People just don't watch movies anymore. Like 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 what's going on? Um, this one is from Fight Club, and this one's like a this one. Well, it's not really a two parter. I'm just gonna have the comment that was under this review. Someone said, "If you're a 12 year old boy with anger issues that are ignored by that are ignored by his parents, you'll like this film. A mess full of embarrassing violence and Brad Pitt, which is somehow even more embarrassing. Do yourself a favor and don't watch when people recommend this." <laughs> Someone commented saying, "I've seen Star Wars fans and Patrick Bateman fans with more media literacy than you." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't think, I mean, like, that's, that's literally the thing. It's like, it's Fight Club. Like, um, and yeah, you know, Fight Club, it, um, delves into the theme of, like, you know, psych, the psychological thing and, like, um, toxic masculinity and, uh, thing like that. It's, it's a, it's a crazy thing. And I feel, it's funny because some people just still don't get, like, you know the fight club thing like you know like they they don't get it yeah you're not supposed to talk about it yeah dude um it's number one rule yeah mess up on that it's okay then nothing's gonna happen in fact it's weird that they even wrote a review since you're not supposed to talk about it yeah this i mean nothing's gonna happen it's all good yeah it'll be fine i'm sure so like some guy named tyler durden's gonna come after me nah 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 because i don't think that's a real human being. Yeah. It's not some imaginary Sigma male. Yeah. And I didn't spoil it for you. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Fuck, little motherfucker. You, I did you not did. spoil it. You did. No, I fucking you, didn't. You did, bro. You literally spoiled Fight Club for me. There's no way you watched Fight Club after me. I did watch it after you. Yeah, but you've seen it before. I didn't see it before. There's no way. When I even told you about it, you weren't like, what the fuck, man? Nah, dude. You still swallowed it for me. <laughs> not, I disagree. I I literally have Fight Club like logged in, and I have the exact date. Whatever you say, bro. Whatever you say. <laughs> bro, trust me. <laughs> you literally swallowed it for me. I didn't I do like, anything. Uh, I plead the fifth. I, like, I want my lawyer. Yeah, who's your lawyer? Matt Murdock? Yes. Wow. So he's stuck in She-Hulk. I'd want to be stuck. Never mind. <coughs> uh, the, the Suicide Squad. Half Star. Uh, another James Gunn cringe fest. 
So bad. Gun is back with the same characters as always. Wisecracking guy number one. Wisecracking guy number two. Stupid lady. Mentally challenged cute thing. Cringe lord. James Gunn's brother. Together, they will make fart and poop jokes. Uh, they will make fart and poop and piss and dick jokes for two and a half hours. Then 30 seconds of crying scenes to earn the points, the, the praise for emotions. This marks the beginning of the DCU, which I won't bother watching. Forgot to add James Gunn's wife above. Now, the only thing I'll give uh, credit to this review for is when I did watch The Suicide Squad, um, I did notice the similarities in in the group uh, as far as like this with Guardians of the Galaxy. Because, yeah, there is the, the group type and there's the, the, the rocket-esque type and the quill type. And they're, 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 the, the, the types are there. Um, but, you know... Clearly, this is a James Gunn hater calling it a cringe fest and uh, same characters as always. I mean, what is it twice now? I mean, I don't yeah. Um, so let's see. This is my last review and it's from John Wick. This person said the first story- one. Yes, the first one. Um, this says this is this entire story is built on his dog getting killed. And we don't even see him develop a relationship with said dog. Um, uses more stereotypical tropes than a than a cheap slasher. The dialogue sounds like you asked an AI for revenge action movie lines. The cinematography is hideous, and so is the direction. The choice of having those subtitles is laughable, and the supposed intense scenes are neither intense nor choreographed in an intriguing way that could set the film apart from others. That's ooh, that is crazy. That's Number one, do you need to see the backstory with a dog? It's a fucking dog, bro. If someone kills your dog, like, is it, is it, you, do you really need to see the backstory to that? And you you literally see him interact with a dog for like like two scenes. And then you know, the, the, the yeah, like and like the the dog is a puppy too. Like, yeah, you, like of course, you know, like you don't see it grow up because it dies. But also what was like the last gift from his wife right yeah so like that's that's probably the biggest thing really and then and then what you call it and then like oh yeah uses more stereotypical tropes than a cheap slasher the dialogue sounds like you asked in ai for revenge action movie lines and this person rewatched this film april 19th 2023 that's crazy but the choreography bit what are you talking yeah, I about? I don't know what they're talking about. And they said the cinematography was hideous. Like, the fuck? That's insane. Like... That is absolutely crazy. Going back to John Wick 1, and then seeing, like, John Wick 4, it is kind of crazy how far the franchise has come. Uh, yeah. Because John Wick 1 does, in comparison at least, feel pretty simple. But a lot of people like that. <laughs> and, and it's still a beautiful-looking film. Like, come on, man! <laughs> and that movie's pretty low budget too. Like, if I re- if I remember correctly, I think it was meant to go like straight to DVD or streaming or whatever the fuck. So, like, I don't know. That's just that's just weird. <laughs> I don't like using the word objective, but like bad cinematography, bad choreography. I feel like that's just objectively wrong. Cool. As far as like the dialogue or whatever, that like okay, yeah, sure, I can see how someone could think that. Um, but yeah, the rest of it, ass, 
ass review. I have the Suicide Squad again, half star. Uh, this review comes from uh, a man named, uh, let's see here, uh, Fevin Kaigi. Uh, they say, haha, what? Did James Dumb really just make up half of these characters? Ooh, yeah, I totally believe the fucking Polka Dot Man is real and from the comics. Or Ratcatcher 2, as if there's now sequels to literal characters? And this movie has nothing to do with the first one. Really good job with your cinematic universe, guys. Meanwhile, Marvel's out here making a cinematic multiverse. MCU who? Now we got the MCM. Get fucked, DC. DC stands for dumb... <laughs> DC stands for dumb cucks. Feige wins again. Seriously. Seriously, James, <laughs> this, this is in parentheses. Seriously, James, answer your phone. Why won't you pick up? We need you for Guardians of the Galaxy 4. <laughs> the, the, that's actually kind of funny. It is funny. Now, what, what I thought was actually extra funny is that uh, this this uh, review got a little bit of traction. And it, it, there's a bunch of comments that people don't realize this is just supposed to be parroting Kevin Feige. And people are like, bro, they're literally comic book characters. <laughs> like, they're taking it seriously. So, it's so funny. The Polka Dot Man <laughs> was featured in Detective Comics in 1962, you dingwad. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Ratcatcher 2 supposedly there's sequels for characters. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> DC says for dumb guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's funny because that's something that I would say. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> Dude. Okay, that, that's going into like the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that's the Hall of Fame of Letterboxd comments. I mean, Letterboxd reviews, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. My, uh, the, another one is, uh, this is for Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, five stars. Uh, uh, I love that they made Wonder Woman a rapist. What a woman. I want to be just like her when I'm older. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's crazy. (laughs) And then uh, last one. This is for Logan. Half star. The most overrated comic book movie ever. It's not It's not poetic and deep. It's cliche and dumb as shit. I walked out at the end absolutely deflated. Wolverine was great in other outings, but this one sucked. Oh, it's so clever. He's fighting his younger self. What an amazing metaphor. More like a, more like a dumb cliche. Comic fans must have never seen a movie with actual emotions and gravitas, and that's why they rate this so high. The first act was post-apocalyptic fun, but the rest was just cringy trash trying hard to make you like uh, X-23. And then years later they have never done anything with her the ending wasn't just a downer it was insulting he wanted to go and sing and dance and not be wolvie anymore that's fine but to kill him off like an old cancer patient was dumb as shit then to just leave these kids to fend for themselves at the end what the hell wolverine as a metaphor uh or wolverine wolverine as a mentor and possible and possible team leader or alpha flight leader would have been a way would have, would have been a way better ending and a way that Hugh could have reduced his screen time and still have a cool mentor role like Bruce Wayne in the Batman Beyond TV series. And then uh, they made an edit here. Uh, turns out uh, turns out now he wasn't finished with Wolvie after all, because Disney backed up the money truck to his house, and now he'll be back in Deadpool 3. This should be great, but it makes this stinker even worse, because we will li- we will all love Wolverine again after Deadpool 3, but still have the memory of how he dies like an old drug addict bitch. Jesus Christ. I, I like this movie. 
<laughs> I, I know. I, I like this movie, dude. Like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, God damn. Oh, it's just a doubter. Yeah, man. That's why it's great. <laughs> like, I, this is... I still think it might... Mm, Cross the Spider-Verse. Uh, I need to live with the Cross the Spider-Verse more. But so, so as of right now, technically... Logan, in my opinion, is the best Marvel movie ever made. Might be one of the best superhero movies ever made. Again, still need to live with this cross Spider-Verse a bit more. But, like, yeah, the part of the reason why it's so good is the emotion. Like, again, it being it, it being one of the best superhero movies ever made, um, that being said, I can't watch it <laughs> that that often because it's so... It's, it is a downer. It's so exhausting. <laughs> exactly. But... Yeah, I can't get with that. I can't get with that review. I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know what that guy was cooking. Ty's like a drug addict, bitch. <laughs> that, that's that's fucking wild, yeah. bro. He also said that he dies like a cancer, or like he put him down like a cancer patient or some shit. Like, god <laughs> damn, bro's trying so hard to be mad and edgy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was my last one. So uh, that was uh, the worst letterbox reviews. <laughs> this was fun. We could definitely do like this again. We could do like editions of this yeah, MCU edition, I, yeah, DC yeah, yeah, edition, yeah. Star Wars yeah, edition. This is so it, this is really, really fun. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do this again at some time. Got to write this shit down uh, so I don't forget. Uh, but uh, have you watched anything this week? I rewatched Interstellar, and I forgot how hard that movie goes, bro. It, it, yeah, it is. It is like definitely um, one of Nolan's best films, like visually. Absolutely. And I know, like, I mean, I know Christopher Nolan's probably like uh, figuring out the way to actually go into space in the fourth dimension to make this film. <laughs> yeah. but, 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 I mean, he, he, he did it. And Matthew McConaughey had to watch his. Uh, past self leave and he starts crying and it's, it's really really heartbreaking yeah do you um do you remember when this movie came out like the reception didn't people like not like it as yeah much? yeah it's it's it had, it's weird how, how the movie has how that, how that shining effect bro yeah well because because like and you see it because like letterbox to it being sort of a social media esque app um versus something like rotten tomatoes you can see the difference because it has like a 4.3 rating on a letterbox let let her let her boxed yeah it's crazy but it has a it has a 73 percent on rotten tomatoes damn so that like you can see you can see the disconnect there uh yeah clearly yeah something something about this movie has i don't i don't know if it's age or just different audiences because Letterbox tends to skew younger. Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, I also love this movie. Like, I definitely, I think, I, I think I gave it a ten out of ten. I haven't seen it in so long. I gotta rewatch it too. It, it's it's definitely it's definitely a ten. And like, I know, like, I, I did see a review that I'm that I saw about Interstellar. Basically, the, the guy just says like, yeah, the movie is like bad, and like how you know just how the entire third act is like just very like jumbled up and like how it's made up and i'm like yeah dude it's fiction you think the fourth dimension like i mean i mean i'm sure it exists but like you think people can access the fourth dimension and of course you know like 
Christopher Nolan was trying to make it like a supernatural type of thing. Yeah, supernatural know? as grounded as possible because it's Nolan. Yeah, but still, but, it's but but, but, but still, it, it's it's such a fun emotional Mike movie, and like the robots sick. Yeah, Tars. I love Tars, bro. And, and then like, I, I remember. I think the first time I actually watched this movie was in school. In like yeah, astronomy yeah, class. Yes, me too. Yes, yes. <laughs> the first time I watched this movie was in school. I remember it was, uh, like the idea of them being on that planet, and every like second they spend there is like an hour or some shit like that. Every every uh, hour was seven years. Right. I remember that blew my fucking mind. I was like, "Whoa, dude, yeah, that's yeah. nuts." <laughs> but but yeah, but I think yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Like like the the tick. That that um, that you hear in the soundtrack, it, it is one hour passing, which is fucking crazy, or something like that. Oh man, yeah, yeah this movie came out in twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen, dude. It's almost ten years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, oh, I saw this meme. Uh, so, like, uh, that my friend showed me. Uh, it was like Saving Private Ryan with Matt Damon. Interstellar with Matt Damon and like The Martian with Matt Damon is like Hollywood has put so much money into fucking saving Matt Damon. True. <laughs> and they're all it's fucking so fantastic. Right. God, I love The Martian and Saving Private Ryan. The Martian is like probably my favorite Ridley Scott film. It's so fucking Ryan. good, man. It's awesome. It, it's it's awesome. And it, 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 with The Martian, I feel like a sense of like security being with like because like you know of course you know Matt Damon is like you know on on Mars or by himself but like it's the fact that like it's the journey along the way that's what I love about the film yeah and when like when it comes to like Saving Private Ryan it's more focused on like Tom Hanks and shit like Matt Damon doesn't show up until like the very end <laughs> you wanna know something you haven't seen I've Saving Private Ryan yeah, yeah I know I haven't. you gotta get on that shit well it, it, Matt Damon is He's hitting at the start, been, I guess. I have been wanting to like watch like, a bunch of war movies. Like I've seen 1917, which is good. Oh well, wait, you said wait, you haven't seen 1917? I have. Oh okay, I've seen I've seen it twice. Have you seen Hacksaw Ridge? No, with Andrew Garfield. I've seen Hacksaw. I've seen Hacksaw Ridge. I saw like the first quarter of it and I dropped it. Um, um, I remember not liking Andrew Garfield's weird Southern accent. <laughs> the accent. Yeah, the Southern accent. Yeah, I heard. I seen. I seen the trailers and I seen it like a clip or two on TikTok, but I haven't seen the movie fully. I haven't seen Full Metal Jacket. I haven't seen I haven't that either. Seen a, I haven't seen Apocalypse Now. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> I haven't. I barely remember seeing Rambo as a kid. Rambo doesn't count. It doesn't count. Nah. Damn. Well, yeah, I haven't seen Apocalypse Now. Yeah, I haven't seen all those movies, and I haven't seen um, it's another it's another war movie, and it's like very critically acclaimed. Um, let me see. It, I, I I I see the guy in the front. It's like, it's like some, oh my god, what is it? What is it, bro? It's called like Clock Something or whatever. It's it's gonna it's gonna come to me. I don't know. Well, it can't be a Clockwork Orange. It's... No, it's not <laughs> Clockwork. No, it's not Clockwork Orange. I don't because this is so broad. So I typed in war movies and it's just like showing me all these like not devotion. No, no, no. I don't know what it is. Have you seen it's, Fury? 
No. I remember liking Fury, but I don't think it's uh, that critically acclaimed. I also haven't seen it in years, but uh, there's All Quiet on the Western Front. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. I, I've seen Dunkirk. Dunkirk is pretty uh, solid. Devotion. I haven't seen Devotion Jonathan yet. Majors. Apparently that's really good. I've seen Grave of the Fireflies. That's a good one. I haven't seen Inglorious Bastards. Oh, come there, there it is. There, That's the one. Come and see. That's that's a really good one that, that people have, have talked about. Never even heard of it. Um, yeah, there's Full Metal Jacket, Saving Private Ryan. The have you seen The Imitation K. Game? No. With Benedict Cumberbatch? No. Oh, my God, bro. That movie's fucking great. It's not. A, it's not. It just takes oh, place during World War II, but it, I haven't seen this movie either. Uh, Schindler's List. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I was. I. It, I think it's on my watch list. And I was like, I was gonna watch it, but it's like fucking four hours long. And I was like, nah. Really oh. hard pass. I've seen. Um, have you seen? Uh, what's that? What's that movie called The Boy in the Striped Pajamas? No. Also, that was an exaggeration. I think it's like three hours long. And let's see, Schindler's List. It is yes, yeah, three hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'll get to it eventually, I guess. But yeah, I um, but yeah, that's it. I've seen Interstellar. Yeah. This um, week. this week, uh, the finale for Superman and Lois season three happened. I I got spoiled. No. It's yeah, Doomsday, bro, dude. That's fucking crazy. Crazy. Like and like he looks good. He, he looks, looks good. It's like they took cues from Snyder's thing. Obviously, it looks it looks so much better than Snyder's too. Like it's obviously not as comic book accurate. He's, as, he's not he's not as wet as a Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not as comic book accurate as maybe people would like it to be, or as I would like it to be. But there's actually a story reason for why he's fucked. Yeah, and gross. Unlike Snyder's, where it's just like, like I know his like justification was like, oh, he was like just born. I don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> Make it like, but this one, like it, in Superman and Lois, it, it makes fucking sense. And the it's incredible. It was truly incredible. This whole season was fucking incredible. Um, but like it, it, I'm so worried now because of the way it ended. And like, and like, like, you know, all those like cuts from the characters. Yeah, because like, sure, with the way it ended with Doomsday is one thing, and it's and that worries me because of the budget cuts. But there's so much left hanging with the supporting cast that I don't know. I don't. I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm really. I'm really worried. I'm hoping for the best, but I'm really worried. But at least I have three peak seasons. See, yeah, and like that, that, that's crazy because I know, um, yeah, oh my god, I, I really gotta watch this, Jesus, yeah, bro, you got it. I mean, Jeez. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could binge it so fast, bro. I know, dude, I just, dude, I, I gotta be free from the shackles of YouTube, my guy. Like, YouTube, gonna, no, dude, no, 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 dude, this is literally what I watch all day, it's like. Okay, I turn on my TV, I go to YouTube, and I just let Overwatch gameplay play no, in the background. Bro, what are you doing? Dude. What are you doing? The social media gods have taken a hold of you. <laughs> uh, just dude. turn on your TV. 
go to go to HBO Max and just start it, bro. Just start it and let it ride. That's oh. all you got to do. You don't even got to okay. re- you don't even got to reach up to fucking press the next episode button. Hit auto plays. You're right. You're right. Okay. okay. That's all you got to okay. do. <laughs> okay. You can okay. go to Peacock. It start <laughs> That's in Parks oh, and Rec. Peacock, bro. That's crazy. You could go to Hulu and start It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Well, well yeah, you're right. Hulu took money out of my account. So. It's, it, it's so easy. It's easier than going to YouTube. Sad. Okay. Speaking of Stop. superhero shows, though, Secret Stop. Invasion is out. See, I have been watching that. Uh, yes. And my God, man. I'm they so do. happy with it no, so far. They're, they're they're fucking cooking. They it's crazy. What's even crazier to me is that again, uh, two episodes are out. Uh, the press and critics and whatever also got these two episodes, and it has like a sixty something on Rotten Tomato. Are you crazy? And yet, Miss Marvel. I love Miss Marvel, but Miss Marvel and but like it's not as good as this at least so far. But has like a ninety seven. Yeah, right? like what usually, and I've, I think I've said it on the podcast before. I generally align with critics. Um, I'm not like, I'm not saying like, Ooh, the critics are always right and shit because sometimes there are insane. Like right here, you're telling me like, and again, Rotten Tomatoes works. It's a, it's, it's a conglomerate. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a percentage of how many people just gave it a positive rating, not necessarily like a nine out of 10 or whatever, but still the fact that only 60% of them liked it versus 90% for Miss Marvel is wild to me. And because uh, as far as like spoilers go, maybe minor spoilers, but like it's been so, so good. And people are like comparing it all. They're just doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier again. Kind of. But in the ways that they are, it's vastly improved. Yeah. Um, And there's the cinematography, the uh, some of the action sequences, but uh, es- especially the 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 performances Dude, especially in the second episode, the the scene with Fury and Talos on the train, and the scene with Fury and Rhodey were they're fucking great. Some of the best acted and written scenes I think I've seen in the MCU. Period. I was telling most, uh, yeah, we were talking about it as I came with for people would be like, "Oh, stop bringing up race." Yeah, can't wait for motherfuckers to say that, bro. But like, and and people are like, "Oh, Nick Fury's not, or they're not. He's not very Nick Fury in this." That's the point. That's literally the point. But the one thing I will say is, I think because Samuel Jackson is an executive producer on this, which is a fantastic Mm -hmm. choice. Um, you can tell that he's putting more of himself into the role. Yeah, which I love. Because to him just being able to go Samuel Jackson on it, because when he's on the train, he's like, <laughs> he's like, we can't even, we're at war with our damn selves. Like we can't, there's, there's no room for another species. It's like, he's just going for like full Samuel Jackson. Even the first episode where, where they're going to that like art seller or whatever. And, and he's, he's like, you, everybody gets, uh, Everybody can lie once, but nobody can lie twice or whatever. And he's just holding the gun to him sitting in the chair was so like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I was just, just thinking that. Like it, it like all, all of this is is so so good. And as far as like where they're going with the scrolls and stuff, I think they've laid the groundwork very 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 well. Gravic is 
at least so far, again, there's only two episodes out of this and go downhill very quickly, but at least as of right now, Gravik is a really, really great villain. Very, very well acted. Kingsley Ben uh, Adir is really, really good. Um, whatever her name is, Game of Thrones chick. What's her name? Not Amelia Kira Knightley. Clark. Amelia Clark. <laughs> Kira Knightley. Amelia Clark. She's been doing a great job as well. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say, and I have to agree. It's not a. It's not like a criticism. It's just some people point out she looks so young in this. Dude, she does. She looks like a child. I don't understand how that works. Maybe it's just everyone else is just so tall, so she's just like itty bitty. Um, she's like she's thirty six, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like it's crazy. It, 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 it kind of reminds me of like uh, uh, Jessica Parker Kennedy being older than Grand Gustin. Oh, I was thinking. Um, I don't remember the actress's name, but the the daughter, the oldest daughter on Modern Family. Oh, um, what's what's her what's her name? I, I it's crazy because I was just looking at Modern Family the other day. But you know who I'm talking about, yeah? Because she's oh, oh uh, Sarah Hyland, or 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 or, or um, Ariel Winter. I think wait is is the one who plays Alex? Bro, I don't watch. I don't watch Modern Family. I got, obviously I gotta oh. get on Modern Family because I love Modern Family. But it's like it's one of the only sitcoms I like that I haven't actually seen every episode of or binged. Yeah, uh, yeah, Sarah Highland. Sarah, okay, Sarah Highland. Yeah, because she was like, because she's like, she's yeah, thirty two, she, so she's she, like, she's, she's still young, but like, she could pass off as like a teenager. Yeah, she was, and, and she's so short too. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm curious now. Curious about her height. Yeah, she's probably. I'm gonna say five two. She's five feet and a quarter. Damn. No, she's five one and a quarter still. That's crazy. And I feel like with Amelia Clark, I think she's, I think she's five two. So she's actually not that far off. <laughs> but it's like I know women that are five two, and they're not that short. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone on that show is just really tall. <laughs> oh, and uh, speaking of performances, um, Ben Mendelsohn as Talos, uh, big big upgrade in my opinion because because a lot of the time or not a lot of the time he was just in captain marvel and a little bit in far from home uh he was he was sort of the comic relief-esque in captain marvel and he's taken he, he's a lot more serious in this the, the whole show is more serious um but uh he's he's doing a fantastic job and the, the one scene where he's in the uh bar with maria hill and he's like, he says something like about a spook in Russia, and and Maria's like, you can't say that, and she's like, no, you can't say that. Yeah, <laughs> that caught me so off guard. I'm like, this is they could say that in the Marvel show, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they just let it slide. Yeah, Samuel Jackson, dude. <laughs> Samuel Jackson's like, hey, I want to say this, and Feige's like, uh, okay. <laughs> actually, I, actually, it. I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to say the N word, but they're like. <laughs> like I see where you're going with this, and let's 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 try something else. <laughs> so they came with a spook. Could have used Coon as well, I guess. <laughs> God, uh, dude, should I make it clear cool. that I'm black? <laughs> 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 By the way, <laughs> just uh, say it on the blue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! 
imagine, imagine someone out there just thinking they like you're like just anything but black. Just some white guy being like, man, these coons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, bro! <laughs> but yeah, Secret Invasion has been fucking fantastic. Um, I also I've been playing the shit out of Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I don't know what it is, but I just, I picked it back up again recently, and I have been playing the shit out of it. I think I, I think it's because I switched my mindset. I was playing it before. I was playing it like it was like a GTA, but now I'm 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 settling into it more as like a Red Dead Two, and where you really have to like live in this world. Rather than just flying through it, guns blazing. And it's been a lot better. Also, when I first played it, I thought it was a little boring. Um, but the game picks up like crazy once Keanu Reeves comes into the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at first I thought, I was like, oh, it's just because it's Keanu Reeves and I like seeing Keanu Reeves. And that is part of it. I do love Keanu Reeves. But no, the, what is actually happening um, in the game with his character uh, is very very interesting and and honestly playing through it uh i think i'm almost done with the game i don't know but playing through it, it it really it makes me pretty sad that the game launched in the state that it did because it is a genuinely good game and i think everyone saw it saw it coming that like yeah years down the line when it's actually like fixed and shit it probably is a good game but it is inexcusable that it launched at the in the state that it did but it is genuinely genuinely a really good game um yeah but yeah, I also just today came out of uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And uh, let me say uh, a message to Disney. Maybe don't um, screen your fun uh, action movie at a film festival full of pretentious pricks that, <laughs> that are looking for some shit like The Whale. Um because they I think it I think it released on a Rotten Tomatoes at like a 50 40 or 50 percent and everyone was like oh no another bad Indiana Jones movie here we go because people didn't like the last one although I think that one's a little underrated but that's besides the point uh, and then it started getting to more like press jet sort of like general press and now and then it went up to like a 60 percent and it's still at like a 65 percent um which is in my opinion too low luckily the audience score is at a respectable and accurate like 88 percent because dial of destiny let me tell you was a ton of fun it was a ton of fun it was a blast it was literally it was yeah, there was a lot of there was well actually not not even there was a few nostalgia bits in there you know that was like oh hey remember this, um, but it's more it's it's less like look at the whip look at the hat and it's more like remember this uh, bit from the first movie we're doing it again but it's different and it's fun it's 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 again it's it's another one of these legacy sequels like top gun maverick or ghostbusters afterlife uh, that are are done correctly um phoebe waller bridge is a phenomenal addition to the cast and a lot of people i made the mistake of you know going on the internet and people are like oh man it's woke they pushed indiana jones indiana jones aside for the woman uh two points to that having seen the movie um Indiana Jones is still very much the main focus. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is 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 there really to for comedic relief. Um, 
but she's also just a good character in her own right. She's not just, oh, look at the badass woman. Um, also, not um, there is usually a badass woman in these Indiana Jones movie. This is nothing fucking new. Uh, I think the, the only one I could think of where there was a woman and she wasn't badass was, I think, the second one. Um, and she was she was very much a damsel in distress in that one, uh, which sucked. And I think to a lot of people, that might be the worst one. Uh, but generally, if there's a woman in these movies, they're generally a badass woman. So this is nothing new, but people, are, of course, are just going to be like, oh, it's woke or whatever. And again, like the other the other films, there's a kid who's who's you know wide eyed and really capable. A lot of it, if anything, and people are like, "Oh, it's destroyed the franchise." Oh, Kathleen Kennedy finally destroys George Lucas's uh, uh, legacy. First of all, fuck off. Uh, second of all, n- no, she didn't. And third of all, it, if anything, it retreads the same ground. If any, if there's going to be any complaint about the movie, it's that it sort of follows the same plot as the other Indiana Jones movies. Um, but at the same time, if you're coming to see an Indiana Jones movie, you're going to get an Indiana Jones movie. And it's done really, really well. If you know, if you're familiar with the Indiana Jones franchise and you um, sort of dive deep within the within within the trailers like like i do uh you can probably see what's coming uh it was predictable but it wasn't a predictable and like a uh like uh well this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen it was like oh cool this is gonna happen uh (laughs) it was just it was a lot a lot of fun uh i haven't seen all the indiana jones movies in fucking years and i really got to go back to them i was going to do it before i saw this movie but uh, I ended up not doing that because I didn't really have the time. Uh, but I really wanted to because watching this movie, I, it really reminded me of why I do love those films. Um, and I, I just I thought I thought it was a blast, man. I thought it was a blast. Harrison Ford was great. You can tell that, like, you know, he cares about this character on like Han Solo. <laughs> um, the de-aging, you, if you if you're like us and you're familiar with this kind of stuff and you know what to look for you can tell you can see the seams you can tell but if you're a casual viewer and it's, it's gonna look like fucking like godsend like yeah it's technology. it's 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 gonna be damn near flawless there might be some people where it's like where, where they might be like it looked a little weird um but it's it's completely it's there's there is some scenes even for like me where i was like whoa that that does look flawless and yeah you can there's definitely points where you can tell like i don't know obviously i don't know the the exact way they did it but you can tell like okay because of the way he's moving that obviously that's not harrison ford it's like a body double and maybe they did a full head replacement or just a face replacement Uh, i thought maybe for some of the scenes they did a captain america thing where they got a body double and they had harrison ford do the exact same scene uh so they could just map his movements onto the other actor's movements and just de-age. I'm not sure, but ultimately it was done very, very, very well. I'd have to, I'd have to give it an eight, like an eight and a half out of 10. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was, I thought it was, I thought it was very, very good. Uh, I think for a lot of people, it might be a little CGI heavy, which I can understand. There, there was some parts where I was like, uh, this looks a little green screeny. Uh, but I don't, when, when the movie's fun and, 
it's it's doing good things i i can give that stuff a pass and i am for this one uh i thought it was really really good so but yeah that is i i i I recommend it so yeah that's all i watched this week and that's the show is that the show yeah that is are you sure Uh, i'm sure you positive yeah. All right. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Avengers Podcast. If you want to follow us, we're at Avengers on Twitter. That's A-V-E-N-G-E nerds. All one word. If you want to follow either one of us, you reach me at it's Zenith underscore on Twitter, uh, if that's still around, because Twitter is the worst is right now. Dog shit right Holy now, shit. What is Elon doing? I don't know. But if you want to follow me, you can reach me at it's Zenith underscore on Twitter. Where can they reach you? Um, at Torn Guy on Instagram. You say Instagram? Instagram, yeah. <laughs> little torn guy on Instagram. On Instagram. Oh, yes. Torn guy on, on Instagram. Instagram. Uh, if we have a Discord, if you'd like to join the conversation there, those will be linked in the show notes. You can also check out our link tree for any additional links you may be interested in. You can also review the show in-app on Apple Podcasts. It can leave five stars in review. It would really help us out. Also, I saw that people... Uh, there's quite a few people that reviewed the show on Spotify. Really appreciate that because I know that apparently more people use Spotify than Apple Podcasts. I didn't know that because I'm an Apple Podcast user, so I'm in my fucking echo chamber. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you have Spotify, you can maybe download Apple Podcasts anyway. Give five stars in a review there, too. I don't know. It really helps us out. Anyway, thanks again for listening to Avengers Podcast. We won't see you next week because I'm traveling. But then the week after that, yeah, maybe you know, maybe we'll see you. I don't know, no promises. Uh, but uh, yeah, later, later.